stuff it is a wednesday the second wednesday of every month and every second wednesday of every month we talk about mentoring this is rookies and rock stars and i am miss prue i'm chilling with jade and carly can i say mrs jade and mrs carly yes since you i'm miss prue yes oh, okay <laughs> i like that i like that that's pretty cool that's pretty cool how was your week ladies it was good, thanks. Sorry, I'm a little bit under the croakage, but uh, on the mend, on the mend, little little dude inside doesn't allow medication, so we're pushing through. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's been a good it's week. Tough. It's been a good week. I mm. think that the country's over a few of its little dramas, which mm-hmm. is always nice. So we're fighting through the negative clutter, uh-huh. but it's been a good week. And this is, I said it today on my Facebook post, this Wednesday is always one of my favorites because mentorship is, is quite close to my heart. So I get excited when we can chat around all the things that fall into that, one mm-hmm. of which is books and authors and mm-hmm. teachers. Definitely. So yeah, exactly. yeah. And your weeks? My week is actually quite fantastic. Today, guys, I, um, yesterday at the gym, I actually, um, broke my knee a bit. So I'm kind of, so how is that fantastic? Pardon? Yeah. Breaking your knee at gym. No, because I'm actually going to the gym. So that's <laughs> the what's silver exciting. Lining. The silver lining. I'm I love actually, you for that positive attitude. I'm actually going to the gym, so that's exciting for me. Yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you what happened to me when I left Cliff Central last week? I think mm. I was just so flustered after meeting Natasha from Tasha's that I um, <laughs> took a curb. I turned to the left and I took a curb too tight and mounted the curb and managed to burst my left tires. Not one, but two. But two tires. And the silver lining is, okay, I'm still trying to find it, but it's somewhere. <laughs> it's somewhere in that ordeal. So, yeah, well, there we go. I've got two brand new tires. That's the silver lining. Exactly. So you need two more mm. tires so that all your tires are brand new. Okay, well, I, I ain't about to burst any more tires after this show. Let's just be honest. <laughs> yes, Fun it, times. Uh, it is the second week, so we're talking mm. about mentoring. Mm-hmm. And today we have our very own Cliff Central, Adrian Grunewald. I hope I said it correctly. Adrian Grunewald. Well, for your second language, you did pretty okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. Thank you. Um, and he just launched a book called Seamless Leadership. How are yes. you, Adrian? I'm good. It's great to be with you. Surrounded by all three of you. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's unusual hey, to have a trio. And, and, and also it's got to be different because normally you're the one that's doing the interviewing on your show. And now we're the one that's putting you in the hot seat. <laughs> Surrounded well, say, by three ladies. They say some of the most difficult people to interview are interviewers. Okay. Uh, that's a heads up. Because you know why? Exactly. You, <laughs> you answer with a question. Exactly. You an- or you anticipate the questions and you kind of talk ahead. Three, four questions, hence, you know. So okay. I'll well, try not to. Let's, let's, let's not do that, but let's, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back way before Cliff Central, way before you wrote a book and, and, you know, you go about inspiring so many people on your show as well as now with this book. Why leadership? Why that area of expertise? Where did it, that all start? That passion for leadership? I think it's always been there, but, um, it kind of kind of fell into it mm-hmm. with so many things. You know, it, it wasn't always a passion to grow up and be a leader or teach leadership or research leadership or do anything in that space. I I, I interviewed top leaders for a postgraduate study, but it okay. wasn't on leadership. It was on how they personally got to the top, and um, and that's kind of just migrated into leadership. And and, and I realized, gee, was I'm getting to sit in front of top leaders. Mm-hmm. I would I would love for people to hear about or to hear these interviews somehow because it's just me in their office, mm. and uh, and of course you learn so much from these top leaders and then I, that just spun off 
into interviewing leaders on a regular basis, and then I started write, writing articles, and and uh, and then some books followed. This is this is really the third book, but um, it's, it is the bigger book so far, without a doubt. So the, I mean, leadership I've discovered is, is is in all of us. People ask, born, made. There, there is no such question. We're all born, and we all have leadership in us, especially seamless leadership, as we position in the book. And I'm fascinated by it because it really is something that children have in them. It's something that all of us have in us. So the, the study will never end. Now I'm passionate about it more than I was before. Mm. Before I kind of dropped into it, a little bit of luck. But the truth is now, now I'm passionate about it. So so you mentioned that. So that's that's one. that was one of my questions to you. Do you, Is that true? Is everyone a born leader? Everyone is a a leader that is born, if I can put it that okay. way. Mm-hmm. So when people say, are you a born leader, then, then they would often refer to a young kid on the playground who, who says, let's play soccer and all the other kids follow. Yeah. You know, so that, that often your leadership um, shows much earlier in your life for some people. Okay. And, and many would say that's a born leader. You know, that little mm-hmm. guy or that little girl, they just – they, they, they just followed, you know. And the followers, do the followers have leadership potential? Yeah, absolutely. So, so when you read our book, you will see we talk a lot about what leadership is, and the essence of leadership is movement. Okay. So when you create movement, that's what great leaders have in common. Nelson Mandela, uh, Gareth Cliff and Rena Brimberg, you know, whoever you want to bring into the conversation, they create movement. They take something from somewhere to something, from some place to a better place. Okay. And that's what's happening here. You know, we're part of this movement of Cliff Central. Uh. So whenever you create movement, whether it's with your family, whether it's with uh, within a business, within a business, whether it's a, a, a church congregation, just your kids, when you create that movement, you are leading. Hmm. So, so that's why I say it's in all of us. Today, I'm on the playground and I follow you when you say let's play soccer uh. or whatever. <laughs> Um, tomorrow, uh, you're at my home and, and I lead. I say, let's play these games. So it's a silly example, but, but we're all leaders and followers at the same time. So wow. then how, how does the segmentation happen? Because C- I'm following what you're saying, but then also, I'm not, I, know, I know I'm probably sounding like I'm trying to underplay that everyone can be a leader. But from what I see in our business that my husband and I run, through even in our friendship circles, there are certainly stronger leaders than others, and then we see it in our country, and it goes on and on and on. How does that happen? Do you think? How does the segmentation happen that then starts to differentiate who the political leaders are and who the you know the massive leaders are, or Steve Jobs, or those kinds of people who are creating movement on a totally mm, different level. I know. Totally di- different level. Yeah. So so when we say we're all leaders, we're not all going to be Steve Jobs, we're not all going to be uh, Nelson Mandela's. Mm. Uh, th- that's not going to happen because you can only have one leader of a country and one leader of uh, you know mm? of of whatever business you, you want to apple. So um we're not all endowed with the ability to lead massive organizations. Okay. That's the one part. The other part is luck. So, so fortune. You know, um, it's Steve Jobs. If he was really honest with himself, he would have to admit that yes, some things happened due to his own resilience and passion and and drive and whatever you want to call it. But, but when all is said and done, he had no power in where he was born and the kind of parents he had and and what kind of opportunities happened to come his way. He had to meet them, yes, and greet mm. them and embrace them. 
and have a kind of attitude that would do that. But he, you know, he, he's nothing without other people around him, without the values he was taught, without the problems and the challenges that came his way and, and, mm. and built his character. He's nothing without the, the time period in which he was born. Because <laughs> when you're born in a certain time period, you know, certain opportunities can come your way and certain can't. So there's, there's a lot of elements around why someone gets to the top of a country or a business and that sort of thing. Some of it is your own. Some of it is luck. Some of it is destiny. Some of it is whatever you want to call it. There's, there's always lots of elements in, in the pot. Yeah, absolutely. There's always, um, in a classroom of people, there's always that one person that's hardly ever a leader that doesn't want to lead and doesn't see themselves forward. So what would it take for that one person to take the first step in, in learning mm. how to be a leader? Mm. Yeah, I, I think it starts with desire, like most things. You know, some way, for, for, let me go one step back. It's perception of what leader is. Mm-hmm. So you don't find any child. If you ask them, what do you want to become one day? They say to you, I want to become a leader. Because of the association of what leadership is. Mm-hmm. Okay, if the association. Responsibility, extra mm. work. Yeah. Why would they want to do that? Exactly. Correct, but that's still positive. You know, mm. it, it may come across as arrogant if I say I want to be a leader one day. You know, how can you decide that you're, you're yeah. a leader? Everybody mm-hmm. wants to be captain. Everybody wants yeah. to be boss. Yeah. yeah. So, so the first understanding at that young age is to, is to realize what is a leader? You know, what is a leader really? And, and then you can start deciding, do I want to be one? It starts with that desire. And then you have to thrust situations on a, on a youngster. You know, the only way we all, any of us, bring that seamless leader out of us is by, by being thrust into very difficult conditions and situations, pressure-filled sort of uh, situations. And, and th- without that, no one rises to the top. No one becomes a leader. And so a, a question from me. So I'm about to, be, in September, I become a mom for the first time. So say my little boy comes home and he's five and he's like, Mom, Mom, today I heard the word leader. What does that mean? Mm. How would you suggest I explain to a child what a leader is or can be? Yeah. So I, I would first say read the book, okay, Seamless Leadership, because okay. it does speak to, as Wonderful. a parent, I think it'll, it'll prompt you in certain <gasps> ways. Okay, awesome. Okay. Uh, th- there are certain, we start the book with, um, we call it the SIPCOM experience. Yeah. SIPCOM, S-I-P-C-O-M. Okay. And that's what 7.2 billion people have in common. Okay. Okay. We are on this planet, and we are all experiencing SIPCOM. SIPCOM. And SIPCOM, SIPCOM, I'll tell you very briefly, is situations from the day your child is born until the day he or she dies. Every single day, 360 days of the year, 24 hours a day almost, we are bombarded by situations. We move from one situation to the next. Uh-huh. Some is our own doing, and some is thrust upon us External we have nothing factors, to yeah. mm-hmm. okay so we are bombarded by situations mm-hmm. the, the 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 p is for people from the day your child is born until the day he or she dies they are surrounded by people mm-hmm. life is all about people mm. c is for choice decisions every single day we are faced with decisions choices every single day mm. that's what life is all about okay we make choices about the situations that we are confronted with which invariably consist of people mm-hmm. The O is for obstacles, challenges, problems, you know, difficulties in life. And the M is for movement. We have that instinct inside all of us to move, to grow, to be in a better place a few years from today. None of us want to be exactly where we are today a few years hence. Mm. So those five things, 7.2 billion people have in common. When you teach your child that that is the essence of life. And in fact, I cannot find a better formula for developing a leader by thrusting situations upon them. Helping them deal with people, helping them make good decisions, choices, helping them 
process obstacles, obstacles and challenges and helping them to learn the form. essence of movement, mm. the essence of growing, of developing, of becoming better. So that SIPCOM experience is the essence of leadership. Mm. I think it's rather there's a thin line between a bully and a, a leader. <laughs> when it comes to a, a child in a play in a playground, because when you have a bully, you have somebody that's trying to t- enforce certain things on other kids, and then you have a leader that's trying to teach probably other people to be good at what they're doing. So, how do you differentiate between um, if you don't want your kid to be that bully and you're trying to make them to be a leader, especially using mm. the uh, the sitcom strategy, exactly the situation, the obstacles, yeah. The, What's quite interesting is I think you would find in most cases the first school of leadership is the family. So that bully probably treats friends the way parents treat me in my home Uh or my brothers and sisters treat me in my home. Mm. So so we we learn about SIPCOM in the home. We learn how to deal with daily situations. I mean, nothing is more pressureful than the home where you pay accounts and we, you're at your worst after a long day of work mm. and, and you're at your worst in the morning. We're, we're, usually when we're at home, we're at our worst. Okay. Mm. So, so we really Shame test for it. children. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that's just the way it is. Children are at their worst. They, they've given their best at school. Mm. They come home and they relax. They, 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 they mask drops. So we interesting. all do. Mm. Such an interesting way to look so, at so it. So I think, I think to, to know and realize that my family, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing to life the seamless leadership seed inside my kids. I and my husband, whoever, we are a leadership school. Okay. So the way I treat my kids, the way I make decisions, the way I deal with problems and challenges, the way I create movement of the family, of myself, all of that will rub off on them and they will treat their friends, their people. Because when they move from their family into school, now it's different people. It's not just mm-hmm. your first people is your family. Okay, in terms of subcom, your second people is primary school mm. or preschool, mm. and then your third people is after school. It's it's um, students, maybe you know, at varsity, or if you're lucky enough to go and study, or it's the work environment. So so all the way through, it's about decisions, it's about movement, it's about improvement, and and we we, we teach the universal law of movement in there. So if if we're in the business of movement as human beings, we've got to become movement specialists, and that's early on in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to, to really learn what movement, what's the essence of movement. Because if I'm going to have to deal with movement all the way through my life, throughout my life, I can get MBAs. People misunderstand. They do all kinds of degrees and they think it's going to make them leaders. Mm-mm. In the end, they have to go back to the workplace and they have to move people. They have to move attitudes. They have to move their division, their branch, their business from where it is to a better place. Uh, President Zuma, the reason we're not all that happy with him as a leader potentially is the movement is not happening. Mm. But mm. then again, it's not happening for any political leader in the world. It's so challenging the times we live in. Yeah. But we've got to go back to essence thinking and big picture thinking. And that's what seamless leadership is all about. So, hmm. so, so just a little bit of a selfish question. Um, I'm probably not as great a leader as my husband in our business. I'm, I'm probably more of the hostile, like bully, because I would, I'm I'm impatient. So I'm working through patience, which is I know is the problem, and also like I loved what you said about um, the school of leadership starts in the home, and I think that's also where it, you know, when you when when your mommy isn't patient and kind and coaches you, you don't really know how to do it to other people. So in terms of what. What leadership offerings are there in this country? Like b- beyond mentorship programs, like for me as a business owner, where could I go? And do you believe I should even try and nurture that into becoming a better, more groomed leader? Do you think mm. that is possible or do you think that's not possible? You yourself. Yeah. Uh, it, it's definitely possible. But, but, but we must also see the big picture. The big picture says that there has never been more exposure 
more access to leadership principles, books, knowledge, courses, programs than ever before on the, in the history of this world. Yet leadership is in a pretty dire situation. Okay. So what's wrong? What the heck is going on when we have more access to leadership knowledge? Because you can read books. Uh. You can do lots of things. And that's what we try and uncover in this book as well. It's so to say, it's to say, hold on. And that's where I start. We, we seem to have a trust deficit, a leadership deficit world over. Why when there's more access to leadership and, and exposure than ever, ever, ever before? So I go to the heart of that. Mm. So, so that's what I show on Cliff Central. Mondays, 12 to 1, we call the Leadership Masterclass. Why? So that anyone who's got access to Internet worldwide can access it, and then we have a master lesson, and we have a conversation with the top leader. It's all leadership, leadership. That's free leadership development for all intents and purposes. And then That's awesome. if you grasp the vision that your home is a, is a school of leadership and, and you're the teacher, um, once you become interested in leadership and you start studying it and reading it and thinking it, we have another saying, very quickly I want to say, leadership is our first profession. Society has taught us that your first profession is accounting or being a DJ or a, or a interviewer or whatever it is, or doctor. No. Those who capture the vision that m- no matter what I study and no matter what I'm paid for as a business owner or a manager, my first profession is leadership. It's that part in you that's good. It's that part in you that that. That that persuades. It's that part in you that shows empathy. It's every good part of you as a human being is your leadership part. Then it comes your accounting and whatever your career is, your business. That's your second profession. If you see it that way around, you'll be a much better mother, father, business owner, accountant, doctor, teacher. A teacher, their first profession is not teaching. It's leadership. Yeah, they're more so. That there's actually mm. so now that I'm, now that you've changed the perception of how I'm looking at leadership and where it starts, yes, and how it should be prioritised, which mm. it isn't. They've got even more pressure because we're the parents. Okay, that's does it mostly falls on us. But mm-hmm. if you think about how much time those little things, I mean, you, Carly, that's seven hours your of your little day. girls are spending mm. so much time with their teacher. Mm. Mm. And they can't just strip their motor or do whatever they want to do. Oh, I'm sure they do. You know, <laughs> but behind the scenes. But they've got to, they've got to set so much more of a leadership role example. Imagine, imagine if they, they caught that vision that oh. we are developing leaders, not future accountants, not future teachers. That, that'll follow. If you awaken that leader, seamless leader, as we call it, inside any person, then they will want to do good at anything they do. Mm. They will want to move the accounting profession. Seamless leaders think bigger. They won't just be an attorney. They will want to impact the whole legal field. They will want to impact much bigger picture than just their practice. That's a seamless leader's approach. Now, I want to ask you, yes. away from all of this just a bit, who do you look up to? Mm. Who's your favorite leader? Goody. <laughs> what's, what's interesting is over the years, I have um, learned that I'm almost – Never bowled over when I meet a leader because I've met President Zuma and Malema and oh. Khalema Motlanti. Those mm. are politicians. I've met the top CEOs, even internationally. Um, so I've had this interesting experience, but hardly ever are you bowled over by their presence or their charisma or anything like that. That, that, that Why? Uh, um, it's because we think uh, more of them than what they actually are. What they really are mm. human. I follow principles. So, so mm. yes, there are leaders that I, that I, that I, Maybe enjoyed more Abrant Pretorius. I really enjoyed Kalima Mutlanti when I, when I sat with him. I think he's mm. closer to a seamless leader than, than, than uh, some would give him credit for. Um, so I haven't, I haven't, you know, I have great admiration for my father and I see the seamless leader 
in almost every person. I see it in Gareth. I see it in Rena. Oh, I, I see mm. it in President Zuma. You'll mm-hmm. see in my book. I'm very objective about President Zuma. I've short articles of, of 30, 40 leaders in the book. I saw a clip about Gareth there. Yeah. So, so <laughs> even, you know, I have something there on Gareth. Uh, there's seamless leadership in all of us. And we can learn from, and that's why when someone's controversial about Hitler and they say too much positive about him, yes, don't. But guess what? You can learn from a seamless leadership point of view. You can yeah, learn something from him. You can still him. learn from exactly. Absolutely. So you don't get nervous mm. when you interview anybody. You don't. You don't get shell shocked or not. Not anymore. No. And and what if it's a it's a tough interviewee? How do you break the ice? What's what's generally your first thought or uh. question to throw at them? You know, I I think I don't find that easily anymore. Uh, and and it's not a. I hope it doesn't sound wrong. Mm. But they can sense when they sit with you that they've got to be themselves or mm. that, um, that there's confidence in the room, you know, that I can't bulldoze this person. I mean, you, you take a Gareth Cliff. Uh, people know when they come into his studio. <laughs> he's a, he's a much more heavyweight interviewer than I am. Mm. And, 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 and he puts, you know, he brings the, Simplicity in people out because they sense his confidence. So that is the trick. Your confidence yeah, that's an interesting affects way. the person across the table from you as a leader, mm-hmm. as a mother, as a father, whoever it is. If you have internal confidence and you're comfortable about your values, who you are, uh, then ironically, it sets that person at ease and their barriers drop and, and, and the whole thing changes. Then you put that same person in front of a not so confident individual. Guess what happens? They sense it without realizing it. And they become mm. dominant. And it become dominant. It changes the whole environment. Mm. It just changes the whole environment. So there's, a, there's of course, a fine line between confidence and arrogance. Mm. And, and that, uh, that's not an easy thing to understand. And, and for anybody who's kind of in the space of knowing and is quite aware of the fact that they need a certain amount of almost, I don't know if there is such a term, a self-leadership to kind of propel themselves further than where they are. Because we were just chatting about it before with, with the two ladies saying there's so many people who do have the desire, but I believe that where it all started in the home stagnates the growth a little bit because they, they weren't ever taught or shown how. Mm. So with leadership, and I'm going to Hyde Park tonight to buy this book because that's where I saw it um, first. I should have actually just got it there and then, and I didn't. I was silly. So I'll go back and get it because do do you believe – um, or not rather believe what what two tools do you believe that people can start to practice number one obviously first by reading but what two tools do you think that they can start to use to enforce that seed and grow that seed within themselves that seamless leadership that they probably are aware of but just haven't actually cultivated and watered mm. the soil to allow it to sprout you know so, so let me I hope this doesn't come across too too complex but I explained it to your executive team yesterday in Cape Town okay okay and and it just landed for them so let me simplify it seamless leaders love two things and you can awaken this in your kids and in yourself whenever you're confronted by one of those five subcom factors situation people choices obstacles and movement mm-hmm. You always do two things. One is you zoom in on the essence, the deepest essence of that person, of that situation. Start thinking essence. Okay. Start thinking right in the middle, deep, deep, deep. Same with a person. If you're leading a person, try and understand their essence. So, so how would I understand your essence? 
What makes you tick? Who are you really? If I'm good at that and I learn and I become essence fit, okay, <laughs> then, then I would learn to ask the questions and, and I'd be interested in you. So essence thinking is very important. And then big picture thinking. Okay, so whatever situation comes your, your way, uh, when you look at your child, don't just look at your child in isolation. Look at the big picture around them. The bigger the picture, the, 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 the more context and the clearer it becomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is what seamless leaders do. And you can, you can test yourself. You can train yourself to think this way is they go inside out whenever they are confronted by anything mm-hmm. and outside in. And okay. what they do better than the ordinary individual is they go as deep as possible in to the essence. Okay, the principles, the universal thinking, but the essence, and they go as big and as far out as they can to see the big picture. Suddenly mm. the context changes. Now they start seeing impossibilities. Mm. Okay, they start seeing no boundaries because they can go far high and they can go deep essence. And, and, and that's why seamless leaders do the impossible. They do the amazing things because they catch the essence and they see the big picture. That's so awesome. Mm. How encouraging? Very encouraging. Yes. <laughs> I feel just, like it can just, take on the world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just to wrap up, we'd like to know where, where can we, if we want to listen more about your leadership skills, are there any place, places where you are where we can come to and just sit down and listen to more leadership skills, that, advices that you give to people? Well, we want to start fairly regular um, seamless leadership conversations, and it would be great if we did something like that at Cliff Central, for example. And uh, and then our show is where every time we give a lesson, there's a seamless leadership principle. Most Mondays, 12 to 12.30, we would have this seamless leader message uh-huh. lesson that we would share. Some of it, I've, a lot of it I've taken out of the book even before publication, um, but but we would zoom in on that book much more now. That's that's our, our platform. That's why we love this Internet platform is that it can go everywhere and mm-hmm. anywhere. And, and you guys also have catch, caught that vision, of course. Yeah. So, so that's the one thing. And then other than that, we work with executives, but we want to have more open classes, more open conversations about it. That's my passion. It's so that people who don't have the millions that corporates can spend. Um, and, and education. You know, we have leadership and education show also 11 to 11, 11.30 every Monday for principles. And, and we hope we can teach this, these philosophies to principles. It's got to go to school level. It's got to go to families. To be honest, that, Jeez, I'm so subscribing to those <laughs> podcasts today. Exactly. So amazing. Because yeah. I think also what was cool about you do those master lessons, which is quite nice. Yeah. So the content from there must be awesome. Like exactly. marrying to the books and, and what you're offering. You'll find them there, yeah. Oh, thank you so much for your time. It's so awesome. We're so privileged to have you. I know you did, you're hectic and everywhere and all over. And congratulations on the book. Thank you. Third okay. one. Best start of third three. one. Hey? Third time lucky. <laughs> third time lucky. Amazing. So I just want to give my dad credit. I mean, it's been a journey, two of us together, mm. which, uh, which he doesn't always get the credit. He's kind of semi-retired, old wise man, older wise man. Aww. And his name might as well be on the book, mm. you know, and many other That's people, amazing. but particularly himself, Louis Grunewald. Uh, he's taught me to think essence and deep and, and universal and, and all of it comes from him to a large degree. Ons is baie lief vir jou oom, Louie. Awesome. Thank you so much again. And I will be buying the book and I'll feed back. I'll, I'm going to run in here and rob you for your time and take grip notes. <laughs> You're welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Adrian. You. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. After this, we have another lady. Um, her name is called Krista Bonnet. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> she's from, um, the, she's the CEO of um, Difference Maker Yes, Difference Maker CEO And also mentor But we will find out more about her after the break
Cliffcentral.com. Yes, it's Cliff. <laughs> yeah, rookies and rock stars. That's just what I was going to say. But thanks to the little jingle, now you know again. <laughs> this is uh, cliffcentral.com and you're listening to Rookies and Rock Stars. I'm Carly and we've also got Miss Prue and of course Jade. And, um, it is mentorship week this week. First, uh, firstly, we, uh, we interviewed a, a brilliant mind oh. author. Father, husband, what central family member? Exactly, um, team member. Oh. You know, he literally just blew my mind, and he definitely touched a lot on leadership as well as, um, you know, the, the core about today's show, which is mentorship, and that's why we have our second guest in today, and her name is Krista Bonnet. Welcome to Cliff Central, and welcome to Rookies and Rockstars. Thank you. It's very nice to be here. <laughs> I know your Afrikaans is Bonnet, right? Um, as long as it's a bonnet. Bonnet. Sorry. I thought so. I'm thinking like a baby's bonnet. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> the bonnet of a car. No, not that one. <laughs> bonnet. Yeah. There okay. we go. All right. Now I just gave a whole list of things that our previous guest is, um, you know, you can just, words you can use to describe him, but, uh, your list is even more mind blowing. No. <laughs> uh, to go from CEO to PhD, uh, business owner, consultant, author, coach, mentor. Stop me now. I'm running out of breath. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No. And that's, that's, I think, Krista, what is so exciting for us three is that we just, Every week, we are finding South Africans out there who mm. are incredible humans. And so, just looking at 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 your list of accolades and everything, and and yet the smile of humility radiates from your face. It's it's really so refreshing. But I think what is important to us is is Krista and Krista's story before all of those things became mm. part of who you are. Um, what in what was the because because there's quite a heavy underlying so um like spiritual yeah. side to this whole list. Why that and where did that all begin? Okay, um, I just need to clarify if I if I refer to spirituality, mm? it's not a, a reference to religion. Okay, okay. it is really linked to your higher purpose mm-hmm. and and wisdom. Okay, um, so we'll also just clarify the one wonderful thing about what Gareth Cliff created here. Is that even if you did want to refer to it as religion, it would have been okay. So you're allowed to say whatever you like here. Totally. This is unradio yes. hashtag. Wonderful. But thank you for clarifying yes. anyway. We're just saying okay. don't need to worry. You feel free to say whatever you would like. Okay. About five years ago, uh, when I turned 40, um, I was a very different person from uh, where, what I was now. A very control freak, analytical, um, performance driven, and very little patience and empathy with um, the less fortunate and a big judger. Mm. And my son turned four that year, and... Um, he had a very strange experience of four weeks in a private school. And after four weeks, um, they, we took him out because he stopped talking because there was a huge incident. And that was the part of my um, awakening journey. Um, and we had to put him in a special needs school with down and autistic children. Mm-hmm. And he was basically the only white child in that school. And um, he actually was my coach and showed me um, because with special needs children, you can't control anything. Mm. You need to have lots of patience mm. and sure. a lot of empathy. And also he showed me that he doesn't see color or disability. And he showed me the judgment mirror in, in, in myself. 
So wow. um, and a four-year-old had to teach mm, that to you. Yes. Wow, that's incredible. So um, I started to listen. First, you do all the the therapies and everything. And at one stage, I think it did. Um, it cost me about just for him fifteen thousand a month for everything. And every person you took him to gave him a different diagnosis. Mm, wow. But he's a very, he's an angelic child. And so I had to learn to listen to him. And what I saw is the more I let go of, of my, um, control issues and the more empathetic I, the more I change, mm. um, the better he become. And if I, um, revert back, um, he regress. Okay. Um, so you had quite a strong influence. Your attitude towards him yes. had a strong influence on his behavior yes. and almost development. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So that was the, the one awakening thing. And also what he said to me at, at that stage, I did my PhD in something else in supply development and a measurement framework for South Africa. And one day we watched the Lorex. Mm. And <sighs> after um, the Lorex, he looked at me with his serious brown eyes and he said, Mommy, um, when you start to uh, start talking, is uh, you only talk when there's something to talk about. He started and he said, "Mommy, how old must I be before I can change the world?" Oh, never. I'm wow. sorry. How and, old was he? Uh, he's about was about five, five and a half then. And wow, he only potty trained in about six. And I looked at him and I said to him, "Christian, why do you want to change the world?" And he said to me, "Because, mommy, the world's hearts, heads, and hands are not integrated." It's not good for the planet. Oh, uh, my word. So I... Future leader right there. Hey? That was exactly mine. And so uh, the next year I had a, um, uh, at swine flu, a very severe case of swine flu. Mm. And some people will um, call it different things or out of body experiences or near death experience or whatever. But I went in a very deep sickness sleep. And when I woke up, it was like, Something in me was rewritten. And I remember I woke up and um, from that deep sickness sleep. Mm. And I, w- I walked to my study and I took out a journal. And I wrote 15 pages. And in the next five days, I basically ended all friendships. And I said, I cannot give you my energy anymore. Mm. Okay. And I didn't know why. Um, so, and then I said, okay, God, I don't know what is happening here, but I, I will follow. Show me the way and I will follow. What I didn't do is I didn't give them boundaries. So Who I. Are friends? No, um, uh, I didn't give God boundaries. Okay. So he sent <laughs> me. So he said, yay. Pretty hard thing to do that. This person has, uh, or this soul has volunteered, uh, to be a difference maker. So we're going to fast track your journey. And you didn't mm. give us boundaries. So we're going to have a, a good time. <laughs> and he yeah. sent a lot of challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was part of, of, of that. And then I changed my, my career as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, I changed my PhD, which I'm currently doing in spiritual intelligence and business. Mm-hmm. Um, to, to say, how do you ground, ground uh, awaken a different consciousness? Because yeah, Carly and I were looking at that and we wanted to ask you, what does that actually mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is spiritual capital? Because if we were and sitting at a dinner table and someone was like, I've got my PhD in spiritual, spiritual capital. What does it well, actually mean? What, what it means is, you know, people talk so easily about Ubuntu, mm-hmm. um, but um, I don't know if, if you've watched the, uh, the Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. yes. and one of my favorite characters is the Tin Man, and the Tin Man <laughs> uh, didn't have a heart, mm-hmm. and also what's happening in the world is 
society and business and the world is losing its heart um, because it's connecting to the to the ego and and the me. So part of the the, the, the spiritual capital is to say, you have this fantastic brain, um, but how do you lead others? Are, do you, are you leading them from, from your mind or from your heart? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think that's a good place to start, asking those things. Or are you leading it from a higher purpose? So um, what it actually just means is you take people from the mind to awaken the heart so that um, you get rid of all the things that keeps you uh, preventing you from reaching your higher uh, potential, your full potential, mm-hmm. um, so that you can get to a place of wisdom, of knowing, so that you, you are love. When you, when you walk around or when I speak here, this is not a um, um, uh, broadcasting session. This is an energy that goes through you, and wherever you go, whether you're in a hospital or work or wherever, you give the energy without saying anything. You mm. are love. So you're anchoring change. Uh. Mm. Um, and you're doing it in such a way. If you look at Nelson Mandela, when he came out of prison, Jeez. he had a wisdom in him um, that he didn't have when before the, at the time. Uh-uh. Um, so th- that place is a so spiritual capital is where you reach your, in a very simplistic way, not in a definition, but way is where you reach your, your full potential and you make a difference from, um, from that place of wisdom. Now, Krista, in your bio, you mentioned that you line everything you do with the focus on power of we. What does that mean? Power of we. Okay. Um, one of the, the things that awakened in me is I started getting to these dreams. So, um, and all these dreams came true. So the one night for many nights, I got just the single words in a dream, the power of we. Mm-hmm. So I Googled while well, I was still in the analytical phase and said, what does this mean? <laughs> As um, we all do. What does this mean? Google? Yes. Answer. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so then one day we, I sat, um, it was about two months later, I sat at a, um, a, a meeting and somebody said to me, you know, Krista, it's very interesting um, what we're all doing around this table is we all are focused around the, the women empowerment. And then I just, it just hit me. We is not only... The me to we, the okay. collaboration coming together, it's also women empowerment. Mm. Okay, so you get the we. Yes, okay. yes. women empowerment. Okay. Yes. Can you tell us a bit more about the difference makers? Okay, the difference makers is um, a non-profit organization. And at this stage, it's, um, it's about 18 months. Um, uh, going very young, but we focused on, on two things. So the one is women empowerment. And recently we have, um, uh, stepped into taking hands with, um, making difference makers within prison. Oh, wow. hectic. Yes. Mm. So, um, the, the women empowerment is the difference makers has signed an agreement with the Cherie Blair Foundation, Tony Blair, um, of the UK's, uh, wife. And at this stage, we have about 85 of the most phenomenal, um, women businesses in there. 
Like, I'll give you three examples, and I'm not going to to, to mention uh, Jade. Jade. She can talk on that. <laughs> go, Jade, go. very kindly put me forward, so I feel very privileged. That started yesterday, so I'll keep you girls on the loop. Please so. do. So yeah. the yeah. one lady found me last night, her mentor is the vice president of the Bank of America. Oh. Mm. Um, so it's very high quality. Um the other lady um, got um, the, the – she was awarded Zenopia Women's Group with the Commonwealth in the UK as assigned to her organization to set up an hub for entrepreneurs in Africa. Oh, and she's, wow. she is got this right for three years and in 18 African countries, which we are going to – for women – Women entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, the other lady is um, Madeleine Kunu of uh, Leading Women of Africa. So what we are doing now is there's about 85. I received the list this week from the Cherie Blair Foundation. So I'm now taking all the profiles of these ladies mm-hmm. yeah. because businesses in, the, uh, in South Africa say we don't find black women. Mm. And I think there's about 10 um, uh, um Non-BEE women in the, the 85. Oh, and wow. this is the highest quality of, and it's a group of difference makers. So we are now going to, to, to classify to say what are their services? What are their commodities? Uh, what are the areas? And then we plan in September to bring the Cherie Blair Foundation down and to have a event, but linked to self-leadership. At a very phenomenal level And then to at that event That they are the difference makers To say okay What are your vision For this NPO And Mm -hmm. then based on that Take the next step Because the difference makers is with the S And yes One person are always chosen to start something But the energy And the impact of 85 Phenomenal women With the right intention um, and the right energy behind mm. that mm. is an incredible, powerful change. Will the conference Fantastic. be open to everybody else? Well, we're busy planning it, so mm. um, I can get well, you keep guys us posted. Please, yeah, posted on so that. It would be very good to go. I, I'd love that. Okay. Mm. Yeah, we. I was saying. I was saying to the to to. To, to the other two just now is that mm. one of the lovelies who connected us was Heather yes. Heather Bender and yeah. she's been one of our favourites she came in here oh, she's beautiful gorgeous red hair and <laughs> energy and all the love Carly us three were just like wow we live cool <laughs> you know yeah. I met Heather no on the 8th of August last year at the JSE and um, CNBC Africa yes I was a speaker there on integration on Women's Day on integration between the Heath Hard and Hands and oh. Heather was at that event, um, and that's how I met Heather. Oh, she is so, she's one of my favorite human oh, beings. Oh, she's beautiful. I know, she's, she's great. And so obviously through all the different facets of, of how you've grown yeah. as a person and, and through your child, I actually can't wait. I must meet that child. Um, you must meet the second one because he's also angelic. He's, uh, um, uh, six years old and he, the other day he watched, um, uh, Big Hero 6, mm-hmm. Baymax. Yes, Baymax. And, so, yeah, mom's on a scale to one to ten, how would you rate your pain? That's what Baymax say. Oh, okay. Yes, mm. he's this caregiver. <laughs> so my child built this, uh, from clay. Uh, yeah, his Baymax. own Baymax. And he said to me, and he came to me and said, Mommy, did you know to build the world, 
it comes from your mind. But to change the world, it comes from your heart. But to sustain the world, it comes from your soul. Verse 6. How old? Six. No, oh, you're yeah. joking. You Where does he get this from? <laughs> you're putting so uh, much pressure on me. This cannot be the benchmark. <laughs> that, that did not come from that movie, I promise you. That, that line was not in Big Hero so 6. I, wow. So I put the clay picture and the words and I've laminated it. And that's my one, um, my uh, uh, training manual cover, the cover of my training manual. That is so inspiring. You have created little gems of of inspiration. I couldn't have children, so they actually were two pull babies. Okay. And um, so I think, you know, somebody up there is managing a project here uh-huh. and said, uh, we've chosen you for a reason and um, we are giving you two, two little angels also to, to prepare you for life. Sure. Because what I've realized with him is you can have, I have lots of degrees, but you can have all the degrees in the world, but nobody gives you a manual <laughs> to raise children and play the Sorry, biggest, I know. <laughs> play the biggest responsibility that's been given to us to, to prepare them for life. It's, yeah. It is interesting. We were, we were at a um, Mother's Day thing on Sunday and the pastor said three things. He said you get three C's. You start off as the cop. Mm-hmm. And you put all the boundaries in place and then you start off and then you become the coach mm-hmm. and you kind of coach them through it. And then if you've been a pretty good coach, you are then called back in as the consultant. Ah, so it's quite sweet. But you missed like another that. C. Which one? Because in that process, you need to become the child again. Because children awaken <laughs> your uh, inner child. And mm. if they don't awaken mm. your inner child, boy, something is frozen there. Oh, well, that's interesting. Well, I'll say four. four I'm, I'm going to make four, four on my fridge yes. now. Yes. I know we see it in Carly. She yeah. comes in here some days in her, what's it, softball, <laughs> play ball. <laughs> play ball. Play ball kit. Yeah. And then the girls come in and they've got, um, they've cut their ponies and they've given their ponies to cancer. Yeah. And then they've got the, um, what if they have that one day and I was shocked at all the sugar. Um, um. Just so <laughs> many, so many sweets. And she's like, oh, we all just looked at her, but you can see it. The, the childlike joy on but Carly's you know, face. That is, um, because in the beginning when, um, with my child, because I, I, I explained to, um, the, the one lady outside here mm-hmm. when we spoke, spoke about children. So a Christian only potty trained in about six. So at one stage, he really couldn't, um, go to Shame anywhere piece. before he hasn't gone his morning routine. And I remember in that year, it was 2010, it was my last year of corporate work. So, I could never get to work before nine because I need to go through this routine that he goes to bathroom so that he doesn't get an accident. Mm. And then one morning, I just was so impatient. And I said to him, but Christian, why don't you want a poo? And he looked at me with those beautiful brown eyes and he said, but mommy, Mr. Poo's drinking tea. <laughs> so, so, something in me just said to him, do you want to drink tea with Mr. Poo? Mm. And he said, yes, mommy. And something changed in me that day. So I took this one little mm. colorful baby chairs. Mm-hmm. And so the next, I made tea for him. So <laughs> the next morning he will say, mommy, I want to drink tea with Mr. Pooh. So it became a ritual. So, oh. and then if the Pooh doesn't want to come out, I'll put, go on my knees there in my corporate clothes and put my <laughs> head against his, his uh, tummy. And I said, can I talk to Mr. Pooh now? <laughs> so that eventually back to the inner child, awakened my inner child so that I couldn't give it down. I'm a corporate consultant. So in the beginning, I 
uh, everybody tried to say, don't, don't that child down. This is the corporate world. But what I realized part of the purpose is, is to bring a different energy, um, is you need to awaken people's frozen inner child. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And there's a time and place for it, obviously. Yes, I mean, you exactly. can't be in a corporate environment, you know, going and speaking to people's tummies and whatever. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. So you can a turn it on and off. But as long yes. as you never lose that inner child, yes. I, guess it's just I think that's fun. very important. It's just yeah. fun. It is just, it is extremely. Yeah. What below that is not even only fun. It is coming back to just being you. Mm. It's just to become the authentic you again. Who I don't think people know that. I don't, I think people are all on the mission to discover who that is, which is the problem. So once Mm. they find that, they then are able to be so freely fun, you know? Oh, geez, I mean, I mean, how's this? How's this Two platform? amazing, amazing, <laughs> amazing guests we've had today. I mean, we, if you combine what you've just said now and, and then you com- uh, you think about what Adrian said earlier, <sighs> where we're our worst when we're at home. Think mm. about when we're rushing and then, that's when we need to be bringing out our inner child, our inner you and being just, just being who we are, ah. you know, and relaxed mm. and, you know, carefree and, and, Spread that love that you yeah. keep talking about. Lead with love. Exactly. And the one thing that we didn't touch on earlier with Adrian was that um, kids can also be our leaders. Mm. As much as you said your kid was your mirror, yes. um, kids yes. can also be our leaders. Yeah. Uh, can I tell a story? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no. I don't think I don't think you can <laughs> today. <laughs> briefly, briefly. Okay. Go for okay. It. Yeah. You've got thirty seconds. <laughs> we are working currently with the most amazing um, young people in jail. And they've established, after they saw my um, something I written, and they've established a non-profit in jail. They're making a difference uh, generation. So the last two years, they are recruiting people in jail to be trained up and to become difference makers. And that is back to that inner child mm-hmm. to make different choices. Mm. Um, and just to say, listen, I am going to be me. Well, it doesn't go. matter where. Yeah, and that is our cue to leave. It's <laughs> yes, <and> yes. <laughs> but, but keep us posted, Krista, because I mean, there's there's just so many things that we can we can hear about, and yeah. hearing about what they're doing in jails is is so encouraging. And mm. we want to feed that to you wherever you are with your business and your life, whatever you're doing, listening with us right now. We just want to make sure that you are becoming the best version of you. So thanks for you joining us today, Krista and ladies. Always lovely to see your delightful faces. Yes, definitely. Thank you, rock stars. Thank you, rookies. (laughs) We will be back next week, Wednesday. Catch us via cliffcentral.com at WeChat as well or the WeChat platform on your phone. We will be back next week, Wednesday, 10 to 11. We are out of here. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Cliffcentral.com.